All right, you're back in the DFSR for an NBA podcast and YouTube video Wednesday, January 18th. Coming at you on a packed Wednesday of NBA action. Nine games on the slate here today, as usually the case with the NBA on Wednesday. They've gotten the schedule sorted out a little bit better where they're not it's not piling on every game on Wednesday and no games on Tuesday and Thursday, which had seemed like it had been the case for quite some time. Things do start to normalize a bit. One thing to know about this slate, 7.30 start instead of 7. So if you uh, heard in yes- tuned in yesterday, you know that gives you an extra half hour off the usual schedule when it comes to you know, typically 7 p.m. starts. But on Wednesday, we get two games rolling at 7.30. A bunch to discuss here as we roll through the different things to consider on FanDuel and DraftKings, some over-under prop bets as well coming out there. There's a bunch of injury news that we want to dive into. There's just a lot of things, as is it with the NBA and is often the case. There's a ton to dive into because players get hurt, players aren't available, players are coming back, rest, all this other stuff, (laughs) good matchups. It all kind of factors in when it comes to your just regular DFS late, and that's the thing that we got going here. So I want to cover some of the major injury pieces that we're going to want to look out for today because there are some big ones that are going to affect how projections start to come out. The first one is that Donovan Mitchell right now, is that, as of this recording, is doubtful to play on uh, on Wednesday. He's got a groin injury. They The Cavaliers go up against the Memphis Grizzlies and leaves us in an interesting situation with Darius Garland. Obviously, we know Garland, uh, the usage is going to climb. The on-ball time is going to climb with Donovan Mitchell out. Right now, he's coming at 8,000 on FanDuel, looking like a pretty good value. It gets a little bit closer on DraftKings where he's 8,100, uh, though you're going to probably want to consider him there as well. The major thing to think about with this with this matchup specifically is it's not exactly the best matchup in the world. They're going against the Grizzlies. They The Cavaliers are minus seven uh excuse me, the Cavaliers are plus seven, so the Grizzlies are minus seven going to this game. But it's important to know, one, there could be potential blowout issues here. Two, while Memphis plays a fast pace, they have the overall best defensive efficiency in the league. So while while Garland is in a good spot here and the pace does help kind of just smooth out some of the defensive efficiency issues, I would probably throw a word of caution in um, that the matchup for him is not amazing. That being said, at 8,000 on FanDuel, 8,100 on DraftKings, you're looking at a sort of tough fade if you think that the volume is going to increase substantially, if you think the usage is going to be up there. Um, not in the stratosphere, I don't think, but there's a, there's definitely a scenario where he gets a lot, a lot of shots up in this game. You can probably take a look at Karis Levert, too. I suspect that Levert goes into the starting lineup here. That's what they've done in the past. I don't see why they would necessarily change that now. Um, they do have Rick, Ricky Rubio back, but he's been on a minutes limit as he comes back from uh, from his knee injury in the offseason. So uh, only other little bits of note here, Darius Garland, 30% usage percentage when Donovan Mitchell is off the court this season, easily, easily, easily the highest in the team. Jared Allen does see uh, a bit of a usage uptick as well. So Garland, we're keeping a word out. Like I said, Mitchell is uh, is doubtful right now. Usually that's You don't usually go from doubtful to playing. So I think we can trust that he is going to be uh, out of the lineup tonight. And that's going to put Garland in a really good spot. 
Other thing to look out for here is with the Clippers. It does not look like Paul George or Kawhi Leonard are going to be going in this game. The Clippers are on a back-to-back. Obviously, as has been the case for most of the season, when the Clippers are on a back-to-back, these guys just don't play. That has been something they've been running for year over year over year now. Uh, it's frustrating for NBA people because that want these guys to be on the court, but you know injury issues and the injury past for both of these guys definitely necessitates rest. These dudes rest a lot, uh, so we're going to have to try to wade through what exactly happens with the Clippers. It does look like we're going to probably still get a Terrence Mann start. I mean, almost definitely get a Terrence Mann start. Uh, that's I think that one we can feel pretty good about. What happens after that is uh, a little bit up in the air as of right now. Reggie Jackson might also be doubtful for this game. That's going to leave them really, really thin at the guard spot. Luke Kennard could return for this one, though he's been on the shelf for a while, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I think we're looking at a situation where they probably start Terrence Mann Excuse me, they definitely start Terrence Mann, and then they probably start Amir Coffey. The weird thing with the Clippers, if you've been following this team this season, is that they will play guys like Norman Powell a decent amount of minutes off the bench. Robert Covington, Bob Covington will get minutes, and he's coming pretty cheap on both sites right now to make you kind of consider this one. The usage for guys like Marcus Morris and Nick Batum, if they're going to be starting, is going to go up without Kawhi and PG. So the Lakers are an interesting stacking situation in the lower and middle tier on both sites. It's just we probably have to wait for the uh, starting lineup, and then we might have to take a risk on some of these bench guys. It can be weird throwing in bench guys into cash lineups, especially on full slates, just because it's hard to trust Benjamin at sometimes. And that is uh, (laughs) that's just a problematic situation to keep an eye out for. So this game does start late. This is the it's a 10, excuse me, it's a nine o'clock start. So uh, hour and a half after lineup lock, we probably will not have the Clippers starting lineup by that point. By the time things lock, you might be locked into a lot of different decisions uh, already. And that can be sort of a problem with when you're creating lineups, especially if you're trying to think about pivoting to one of the Clippers guys. If, If a guy like Covington does get a spot start, if a guy like Norman Powell does get a spot start, you might be locked in. Uh, too much because there's some e- earlier value that you might be locked in too much uh, to be able to really, really make any changes. But this, this is definitely a situation that we're going to want to keep an eye on. It's a it's a weird one without Wall, without Jackson, without Kawhi, without PG. This is a team that has a lot of usage to go around, even if it's not going to be all that efficient. I would think about if you can get it in right now, um, right now, according to our lines, it's minus five and a half in favor of the Jazz. I'd probably think about putting a bet in on that one. If you can get the five and a half, we have the Clippers coming in uh, at only 103 total right now. That's down significantly off the minus 11. If you take a look uh, at our site over at DFSR.com, which I failed to mention uh, <laughs> to begin to begin the uh to begin the stream if you take a look at dfsr we have all the bets up on our betting page all the lines all the over unders and you can see where it's highlighted this is where we're going to try to get value uh you can see it's 103.7 for the clippers total right now that's significantly under the 111 still waiting on injury news maybe the number ticks up after we do after we run another update on some of the usage but worth taking a note that i think that the jazz 
are in a, a really, really nice place where it comes to just it comes to this money line, where it comes to the over under, probably looking at probably an under on that one and where they are in, with the points and covering that five, uh, that five and a half. All right. Rolling through the rest of this slate. Another one to keep an eye on here. And this isn't a this isn't an injury piece, but it's just a just general note. Lamella Ball continues to be way, way too cheap uh, on different sites. Coming from a guy who has a Lamella Ball most improved player uh, bet going in future going in the season, that is not going to get there. I thought the reasoning at the time made a lot of sense. He stood to see his uh, his stats increase without Miles Bridges there. Uh, heading into his third year is a lot of time when a guy like this makes a leap. I think all the thought process was correct. And but honestly, a lot of that stuff has been correct. Like his shots are way up. He took 17 shots a game last year, 20 this season, 20 points a game last year, 24 points this season. Assists are up, rebounds are down a little bit. So I think the process on that, uh, was actually totally correct. It's it, and it's really actually played out exactly as I thought. What has not played out particularly well is the Hornets completely stink, and there have been other guys that have just made leaps, like Shea Gilgis Alexander specifically, uh, who's in the running or is in the lead for most improved player. Is OKC's okay, better? His stats have been sick, so I think that that's fine. I, but I do think the Lamelo piece is playing out pretty much along the lines like I thought it was going to be bringing in Steve Clifford and his price on both sites just has not really come to match what the production is. He's been, they've been playing in major minutes. He's played 38 or more in the last in, uh, three of the last four games. So the training wheels in terms of the minutes are completely off now that uh, he's fully back. I mean, he's been fully back from injury, but now that they're just I don't know, running him major minutes. So I think you're not too worried about that. He's running major minutes, even in losses. So I think you're not worried about that either. Gets a great matchup here against the Rockets. This game has a 233.5 uh, over, excuse me, uh, 237 over under. That is the second highest of the slate behind only the Lakers and the Kings. I think you're just fine running LaMelo Ball basically in every lineup. If you take a look at where our uh, projections are coming in on a guy like LaMelo. You can see that he's in a hundred percent of FanDuel lineups as of right now. Uh, if you scroll down here, you can see right now it's got stacking Garland and Levert. We'll see if that sticks. I think it probably ends up staying probably pretty close to that, but you can see LaMelo ball is in a hundred percent of lineups. We have the Clipper stack in, in FanDuel lineups right now. I'm not positive that one stays and some of these other power forward and center situations, I think you're going to you're gonna see that shift around a lot. But I don't think a guy like LaMelo at 9.6 uh, on FanDuel is going to move that much. He's 9.6 on DraftKings as well. He's in 100% of lineups there too. So LaMelo Ball remains way too cheap. I think you're going to see him as a chalk play. The floor is super, super high. And that's just the exact kind of situation that we're looking to grab when it comes to DFS value. The props on him, I'm not sure I totally want to go there um, yet because I always just get a little worried <laughs> about blowouts, but that's not going to be the case, I don't think, with the Rockets. But the, the, the props are coming up, um, are, are, are a little tighter when it comes to LaMelo in terms of uh, that as opposed to just straight up DFS value. Let's roll through a couple other situations 
uh, that we're going to keep an eye out for Wednesday. Obviously, all of these projections and uh, bets and totals are available at DFSR.com, Daily Fantasy Sports Rankings. Com, so you can make sure you go check that out. A few other pieces that I want to keep an eye on tonight. Guy that's really been climbing in terms of overall production is, uh, we have mentioned Shea Gilgis-Alexander, but Josh Giddy over the short term has been uh, pretty darn amazing. He's put up, uh, he's been playing more minutes, so he's played 35 and 36 in two of the last four games. you like to see that. The points, he's 20 or more points in the last three. He's close to averaging a double double in that time period and he's definitely a um triple double threat waiting to happen uh giddy's price has climbed a little bit here he's up to 7900 on FanDuel. the price is a little is uh, cheaper at 7500 on DraftKings, and i think that's where you're really going to want to probably hone in on playing him on this slate he gets a, a matchup against the pacers Pacers, obviously, uh, they did get Miles Turner back, which makes you a, a, maybe a little more worried about giddy stuff around the rim. But the Pacers on the season, they are 24th ranked in defensive efficiency. They're playing without Halliburton here, but this is still a team that is fourth overall in pace. So I like a giddy. I even like a giddy and SGA pairing on this slate because I think that's going to give you a high, high floor. OKC. I think they're. I think we can consider them out of the tank too. They've been just too good on the over the course of the season to really be considering a tank. Uh, so that's kept the Giddy and SGA minutes pretty high. You have to like that just overall total fin spread at minus four for OKC. I think I can. I definitely want to get Giddy in there just because the floor and his projections is always going to be high because he's not going to be scoring dependent. It's not the same for SGA. He's got to really, really hit it at volume, especially if Giddy uh, is on the court with him. But that's definitely, definitely, definitely a situation that I want to have my eye on. Other pieces to just keep an eye on, um, obviously going the other way in that game, the Pacers are still without Halliburton. We've seen the minutes kind of all over the place for these guys. TJ McConnell's coming off an absolute game of his life. Uh, so it's a little trust, and he's still going to come off the bench. So I think it's a little harder to trust the guard play uh, from the Pacers' point of view. But definitely a game you want to be probably have your eye on, just considering that total is 240 and a half. Uh, and the Pacers have shown the ability to get guys there at their different price points. But like I said, I'm just a little, little, little spooked by how Indiana has tr- trended with their minutes. Um, just because I don't know, they just don't tend to really <laughs> they don't really tend to hone in uh, on any one guard except when it was Halliburton in uh, in the lineup. Couple other games to keep an eye on. Denver is on a back-to-back here against the Timberwolves. There are injury considerations for this game. Rudy Gobert is currently questionable. If he were to sit, we're probably firing Nas Reed into every lineup. Uh, Reed obviously is the clear, just one-to-one analog for uh, for Gobert when it comes to those minutes. Uh, well, he's only 4,800 on DraftKings. He was dealing with some injury issues, but he's off the injury report as of right now. So um, I think we're in a good spot with Nas Reed if we want, if, if Gobert were to sit. This news is probably not going to come in time for lineup lock, although it would be really, really uh, nice if it did. Uh, I take it back. I guess he is questioning. Nas Reed uh, was questionable, um, but no, excuse me. Gobert's questionable. Nas Reed is not questionable. So I think. We're not going to probably have the news in time. That would be one that you'd love to be able to keep your powder a little bit dry in lineups just because Reed would have 
tremendous upside at 4.8 K on DraftKings, but it just might be tough to, it, be, it might be tough to have enough lineup slots open by the time that news uh, were to come out. And then on the other side of that game, Denver is a minus eight. That would suggest they're probably full strength here, but I would worry that Jamal Murray is questionable on rest with the back-to-back. It's going to put us in a weird spot with him. I don't know if Bruce Brown would end up being a tremendous value just because he's his price is pretty much I don't know, tended to even out in terms of where he's landed, even with Murray uh, in and out of the lineup. Uh, but that is something we're going to want to keep an eye on. It would probably make Jokic a better play in this game, although at this point at 11.5K, you're, I don't know how much crazy value you're getting on Jokic, but that's another situation we're going to want to keep an eye on. So plenty to think about, plenty to dive into for this Wednesday slate. It's a big one, nine games. I think we're going to be probably concentrated on just maybe four or five games when it comes to looking at DFS value. There are some other injury pieces still set, hanging out there uh, early on here on Wednesday. But overall, I think we um, took a look at a high level of the stuff that you're really, really going to want to focus on. You can head to dailyfantasysportsrankings.com, dfsr.com to grab a free trial of our projection system. Everything you just saw up there on the screen is available with the projections, and that's going to cover you for all sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, PGA. It's all there, projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, betting information, uh, and live chat with an expert uh, basically 24-7. So it's all covered. It's one of the best deals in the industry. There's a reason we're one of the longest-running DFS and projection providers out there. Offer a good product. Uh, deliver on that product, and that is the thing. So dfsr.com, and make sure you subscribe over to the YouTube channel as well if you're watching it there. I'll put the link for dfsr.com in the show notes. We will be back again later in the week talking more FanDuel, talking more DraftKings, talking more NBA.